Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of Enterprise Tech India Unplugged. Uh, I'm Deepak. We have Kumaran, who is a CTO and chief mentor for Tiny Magic. And we have Gautam, who is uh, who works for Landmark in very interesting areas uh, like like Power BI automation, uh, dynamics, and all kinds of interesting things in the retail sector. Uh, welcome, Gautam. And I believe Gautam today has an interesting question to ask. And then through this episode, we are trying to discover an answer to that uh, question. Hopefully, we can arrive at some. Uh, uh, some suggestions for Gautam. Gautam, go ahead, share your uh, question and your uh, comments about what you want to ask. Sure. Uh, thank you, Deepak. Uh, so um, the the question, what I was also having a discussion with Kumaran last week. So uh, the question was uh, like, okay, uh, we have a lot of uh, uh, RPA tools in the market, right? So which is like, uh, you have UiPath, you have uh, Microsoft or Power Automate or Flow. So you have uh, the so tools like this, which are more of uh, enterprise and also like uh, has a price attached to it because we have to buy the licenses and every licenses has tiers and basis the tiers you might have to purchase this. And then uh, you will also have to see which tier you have to fit in and then you have to uh, go for the procurement. So uh, I was having a discussion with the Microsoft team and uh, I got to know that, okay, even within uh, the Microsoft flow, they have multiple licensing right so which is like vertical licensing is what they just told so when i when they say vertical licensing it's basically if you buy a office package they give a flow license attached only for integrating office package and if you buy a dynamic license you give they give flow license only for integrating dynamics so if i need to do a cross application rpa between a dynamics and a, a office 365 Right or a dynamics and a Power BI. So when I need to do a horizontal uh, uh, structuring of all these applications, there is a different licensing. See, that is the way uh, the enterprise, the uh, uh, the uh, uh, the big tech companies also play with, right? So for the, for the licensing models. So what I was asking is, what is the best uh, like okay RPA tools that we can use on an open source model, and which has proven effect on multi on being implemented on uh, uh, enterprise applications kumaran you want to take a stab at this first um two question so what's your actual question you describe okay. the scenario i get that what's your actual yeah. question my question is okay from the uh, enterprise application like okay dynamics is my ERP, mm -hmm. right so likewise all organization has sap uh, oracle so have a different erps mm -hmm. so i wanted to know uh, against these applications or the enterprise applications which 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 open source rpa has proven effective solution against them okay so short answer i don't know okay but I'm more curious to understand why open source. Uh, the licensing model, that is the reason why I wanted to basically explore so in, open source. In other words, it's cost. cost. It's too expensive. Cost, expensive, yes. Uh, this will take a slightly deviant angle, but just to be, let's just 
capture that point and we'll come back to this discussion okay now classically i think we have i think me and deepak we have had this cost and license discussion for decades right and open source i think from that time we step in microsoft we have been having this okay so there is this notion that open source is free or cheap okay whereas it actually isn't okay so the hidden costs there will be uh, especially in an enterprise right there is no continuity okay when people come keep coming and going right somebody needs to own that it can be like patching of things newer versions keeping old code documenting and things like that right when you have open source like let's say it's a old version nobody updated it who is responsible nobody okay now in an enterprise people come and go this is true right when it is an individual doing a project it is different but in an enterprise case it's true people just move departments or move from one capability to another so when you have a paid solution you have certain continuity now if that open source solution goes off without people handing it over because it's not very well documented typically open source solutions are not that documented and there's no support for that right but this guy red hat linux is something in between right it's neither open source nor a commercial it's somewhere in between so technically red hacks is not open source or it's not free right it is open source but it is commercial so let's be clear open source is different free is different okay open source is not equal to free open node is not equal to cheap so there are two aspects to open source not being free one the cost of maintaining it the cost of somebody who's going to support or answer a question and to so this red hat answers okay it's open source but i will support i'll take responsibility for it right so that is one part of it the second so these are implicit cost it's very hard to calculate because it's an expense that's going to happen in the future okay right. so it's difficult to evaluate what is the price you are actually paying it's just that you're not paying it now it's like buying credit card poor analogy but it's though currently today i didn't pay anything i swipe my card i didn't give any cash i got some product home but eventually i have to repay it right there's no nothing like a free lunch okay so where is the cost that i'm going to pay where is the interest that i'm paying technical debt for the future <laughs> technical debt for the future yeah that's actually a better way of looking at it right open source are technical debts that we accrue it's not free okay right. so then that leads us to back to our kind of somewhere back halfway to the main question right so if it is a cost are we able to justify the saving that i'm going to get by automation what am i going to save and how will this thing i think that's a key question to answer rather than oh it's costly it's expensive i won't spend no 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 not like that right what is the automation that i'm going to do what is the benefit that it would give me okay and how much am i going to save now we have been working with you you can actually see a public case study that we have done for first source okay it is citizen automation ui path commercial software we have spent money on that okay they have spent money on training and they spend money on license okay and we have evolved a model to say if i'm going to give a license to a citizen developer 
that person should have already developed one automation, right? Which would pay for the cost of the training plus the license. Then I will give them a pro license. Okay. So it's a very clear model. If a person is getting a UI path license, by either time they get the license, they've already paid for that license. Okay. One benefit of automation, like let's say I'm doing a task and it's actually pretty simple, right? It can be calculated very easily. Now, this is actually what we have uh, done. I haven't prepared for it, so I cannot share this as it's recorded, but I'll tell you the math behind it. It's a very simple math. There is this person who generates a end of day it's a sales tracking, right? So the team leader end of day makes a report, makes an Excel table of who are the people and how much sale did they do, where they above target, below target, make a table of that and send it as an email at the end of the day to all the team members. Okay, mm. because they are on the calls and doing it. The team leader extracts it from a application, web application. Okay. Now in the UI path, training, we helped identify this process. Okay. And we kind of guide them to which is the best process to do. It's not like, Oh, I woke up from sleep. I will automate this. And I went and wrote a bot. No, not like that. There has to be a method behind the madness. Right? So we kind of help them to identify. So when they come up with the idea, we teach them the tool and say, is it even worth automating? If it is not, don't touch it. Don't automate that. Okay. So by which there were three opportunities out of which this one we took up. Okay. Now this one, it takes them to generate this mail and send it to a team of 10 people. It takes five minutes. Okay. They do it daily. So now the math is very simple. Five into 24. Okay. So that is like five into 24 is 120 minutes which is two hours a month. Okay. The person is getting $15. So they're saving $30 a month. That is $360 in a year. Now nobody can refute it. Right. So it's like five minutes is saving. Let's say it took six minutes with automation. It is done in 30 seconds to set up and I think put another. So five, $360 is an inarguable saving of money. Okay. Right. Now, roughly the license cost was $1,000. I'm telling UA path training included roughly. Okay. These are rough numbers, mm. not exact numbers. So it's training UA path training, personal training, their time off in learning this, all that put together, license put together is $3,000. I mean, $1,000. Okay. So roughly if this bot is run for three years, you get return on investment. Straight line. There's no, nothing to be discussed here. Okay. So there's a match which saves time. Three years return of investment is there. Now that's not the interesting part. What they were able to do is now when they send this mail, all the team knows who did well and who didn't do well. That's not a good thing, right? 
and why are they doing it because this person doesn't have the time to do it for every single person because if there are 10 team members it will take them 5 minutes to make it so if they do it for 10 people it will actually be 50 minutes to send that report to each one separately so to optimize that they put everything in one single email now what's the complication with that now somebody who is not performing well the entire world knows i am not performing well now you and i have been in corporate world for a long time it takes one email to screw up my reputation it will take 100 mails to get it back okay so three reports telling this guy didn't meet their numbers the word spreads now nobody else wants to touch that person in any other team also what happened to privacy thrown under the bus for what efficiency okay now automation this is where it gets interesting so the automation was not done to automate that task which became 5 minutes okay now because they could automate this they transformed it to a different level and said now i will send individual mails to all because i have automation in space so now 10 mails will be sent to each of them now take a step back it is 50 minutes per day okay that 360 dollars which i said right into 10 3600 you actually have a profit of 2000 now because of rpa licensing discussion is out of the window provided you get it right now why do you care yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, and we have to even consider the uh, rework cost there i mean uh, the person if he makes a mistake because of the source exactly. that also is there that is there and and the thing is right now this bot is for just one person right now when you replicate yeah. it to others that training and development cost is removed because this is a citizenship citizen developer which means a, a team leader there are 50 more team leaders in the company now you can give the thing to 50 more team leaders which means the 50 million leaders have to just deploy this bot they don't even have to right. know ui path they don't right. even have to go through development okay so for all the other 50 of them you just consider let's say 50% is licensing cost 500 dollars mm. you still have 3100 dollars saved for all of them now net net are you spending money or are you earning money by doing rpa earning yes you are actually increasing the bottom line so we need to think of rpa in a very different way looking at it so i'm taking a very interesting case where it is not just a cost cutting tool it is a business transforming tool we got to use the tool the right way yes within cost also you could have in 3 years you would have got return on investment it's still not bad okay but, but then if you look at it nicely there are even better opportunities that will emerge okay so but then now we'll come back to open source okay i don't have an answer to your question <laughs> I, i was just looking at means i just sent a link to to all of us uh, means there are the i just did a but search. just one point i'll yeah. just tell you so i think 
Gautam, the point of architecture is not just answering a question, right? It is the ability to generate insights and look at things differently. Yes. That's the idea, right? If yeah. I kind of say, you know, this is costly or this thing, then it gets become an engineering mindset. Now, I'm not ruling out, right? For example, if you could uh, get different, if you can get an open source tool, which is not complicated, which is easy kind of a thing, right? Yeah, we could use that, right? Mm -hmm. I, and I think RPA is, technically speaking, it has been there for many times. You open Excel, hit record macro, and then you do a bunch of things and then play macro. That's RPA. Yes. It's been there for decades. It's not something new. Yeah. Okay. So then the question comes, why didn't somebody do it? Is the most important question. It was already there. People got Excel. You got Excel, RPA for free. But why was it not used? It's an important question to be answered. Right. Okay. Deepak. Yeah. Just to pile on that Excel thing is Excel has been used quite I mean, these macros means I, I know of people, especially in finance world, they, they have been using these macros for a very long time. But on the point of automation, uh, the the way I think about automation is when do you automate, right? So to, to, to elaborate a little bit on what uh, Kumaran was saying about giving them the tools to evaluate the value of automation. Before that, when you start thinking about automation, these are the things which I think about. One is, are you trying to remove toil, which is basically useless effort, repetitive effort, right? Which is somebody has to repetitively do it and you are trying to remove that effort, right? That is one part, which you can easily quantify in terms of time used and get that multiplication factor and get the actual value out of it. Remove that repetitive effect. Second is complexity. Right? It is too complex to do it manually. Right, So that is also one area where you can look at automation, where it may not be high frequency. Right, It is not high frequency, but it is too complicated to do it manually. Right, And related to that is the accuracy of doing that thing. You can do it manually. It is complex, but you are likely to make mistakes. Right, So, so these, are, these are the three reasons I would take up I say, do I really want to automate, right? And then you can apply the maths which uh, which Kumaran was talking about, right? And and on the examples which are available, I just did a quick search, and there are like six tools which are available uh, for robotic uh, open source robotic uh, process automation. One is called Tag UI, right? Uh, it, it is by a company in Singapore. There is something called RPA for Python, right? There is uh, uh, there is another one called uh, uh, RoboCorp, right? Then there is a, a robot framework, something called Automagica. Uh, you might have seen this. Gautam. And Automagica is available on GitHub, by the way. So there's a GitHub to a GitHub uh, uh, available. There's something called Task T or something Tasked, right? So free and open source, right? So all of them seem to have a GitHub uh, uh, link, which you can go and check that is I'm just looking from a website called enterpriseproject.com, right? And they have an article published recently, not just, just about two years ago, 2020. So I'm sure there are much more tools. Uh, this, this is what the, came from the top of the search, right? But having the knowledge of these tools and obviously applying the 
the concepts which we just talked about on deciding whether you want to pay for it or whether our, first deciding whether automation is worth to do or not and then deciding the cost mathematics of using an open source or the licensed one right with all the caveats which we just spoke about i think that should that should be a good answer to your uh, question i i know we didn't really answer your question but i hope that quick uh, web search will give you much more better answers but i think adding this layer of uh, yeah, i think discussion. there's also a lot of bias probably in my and deepak's thinking right uh, we kind of strongly Be believe that rather than going for free pay for it but make sure you get the value of what you're paying for rather than free i think is uh, misnomer <laughs> misnomer correct and maybe as a owner i'm not taking complete responsibility right so if it's free i'm less accountable no nobody will question me right because i didn't pay anything right rather i would actually pay for something and make sure results happen it is lot more uh, interesting and it kind of maybe a confirmation what kind of worries me with this thing is when i see github right i go to github now where do i help find documentation it is not very clear okay and if i look at this automagica for example these things really unnerve me okay so the last thing which i see is you know we have the latest version 13th october 20 2020 it is oops two years you guys haven't touched anything now there is a site to automagica.com i right click that it goes and says non image content type written the site itself is not loading Okay. No, exactly, Kumaran. If you if you remember my exact words, what I was asking is a reliable open source because <laughs> we need to see the reliability of all. Ah, you so, want free, but you want safety also. Ah, <laughs> the secure, security aspect also is quite important, right? Yes, uh, it does. Like, In enterprise world, it does become that. See, I think yeah. of the recent things which I have been super impressed with something which is open source is something which like OBS, right? Which I use. I think it's extraordinary. Now, if somebody charged me something like twenty, thirty dollars, I would still pay for it. It's worth it, right? It really need not be open source. Up to thirty dollars, I wouldn't mind paying for OBS. I do get value and return for that. Yep. What is that again, Akubran? OBS, the, the thing which I do this thing, no, for our display, all this, whatever this oh, okay, okay, of cameras, yeah, yeah. The, this, Editing. yeah, okay. no, it's just this display thing, right? All these magics which I'm doing. Oh. Okay, so okay, okay. all this is from uh, like so these things moving from one screen to another, setting it up. This is all with OBS, right? It helps me in. Uh, showing and display and recording for my nature of work it's definitely worth it right so uh, reliability is actually a tough no we see when the moment you say github right somebody has to take ownership within your team you cannot rely on anybody else for that okay and right. in enterprises their job is to solve a business problem not take care of writing code maintaining a framework and take unless unless you want to be a netflix or a spotify who want to set a benchmark like netflix right they lead in terms of spotify led how to develop software squad model netflix 
came up with how to write resilient code right how to think write code which can take load yeah. so they were even though it is a entertainment spotify is a music distribution company and netflix is a video distribution company they were also leaders in the technical space they were technology leaders does your company want to be a technology leader facebook they lead react js okay but they are actually a social media company okay so you got to take a call whether if you want to take ownership of some open source code right now how much level you want to go depends but if you are thinking you know my team is i can't afford a expensive developer or resource or my budget is not there so i am taking lower expensive resources and then you go and take open source software that's a very deadly combination it's like uh, gasoline and uh, a kid with a matchbox next to it <laughs> but, but, but the slow fuse with the slow fuse it will it will come and <laughs> hurt you later uh, Yeah. Okay, so uh, I would, I mean, is it so you can go for open source if you have excellent technical expertise? It's a completely different thing. Yes, you got to have people who know what they are doing. Mm-hmm. What am I downloading? What am I installing? How do I get it up and going? I, I give a very simple example, right? Log for J. Yes. What was that? Open source. Yes. Now, who will take going to go take responsibility for this? Unfortunately, nobody can. Nobody will. But everybody is screwed. Maybe that's the advantage of. But I look, think, I think law for, for J is the entire world's problem. So you will escape. But let's assume Gautam alone had implemented law for J, you would lose your job. <laughs> You see, Log4j has has created this question mark now for lot of people who are using open source, right? That what this happens again, and these these things are hiding in open site, right? Like the whole idea of open source was everybody can see it, right? So why do why do I have to worry about it, right? Since everybody can see it. why why should why should i spend my effort uh, in finding out whether it is secure or not right now that is that is come bite come back to bite us now so i think gautam to answer your question be careful with your decision <laughs> that is the uh, that is the that is the answer from this discussion there are tools available you want to invest in in a technic technology so this will be an investment don't think about it in the free it is just that you have access to the source code if you want to actually be able to uh, contribute i would say if you want uh, in this scenario if you really want to contribute to the source code and understand it then you want might want to see, see it use it as uh, as uh, as a tool but uh, rather than that my advice is to think seriously about uh whether you really want to pay for something or use something free you, you can even try the freemium model right at least yeah. where where you have the option to pay right see i i think even with both if you take ui path or with power automate right desktop we are talking about right 
you can start with power automate on the cloud that becomes a part of mostly if you have even it will be already a part of that that is one thing that you can do right or you take the free version build the bot build the case study be clear why the return on investment and go with your head high and then say i'm going to spend thousand dollars on this because i will get the return on investment what is your problem right i think that would be a uh, good 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 strategy it's yeah, yeah more assured right from an enterprise like if something has to happen so that would uh, or if it's going to be op- open source then who in your team is going to take responsibility for that right maybe it's too much to ask the team member they are struggling to write basic code now you want them to Yeah, I I think the the decision point is very clear. It is not about saving cost. You will you may up may not end up saving cost by using mm. using open source. That's the that's the message we are giving. Right? It is possible to save cost. We are not saying, but there is a lot of investment behind it, which is time and effort and responsibility of the people who who will actually own it. So, like if you take take. take the free version right which is there develop a bot calculate the yeah. benefit right and now if you can't calculate the benefit for that maybe it's not an automation opportunity at all yep you're we're better off doing right. it manually see if you're going to do something and it's not going to save a thousand dollars why automate it <laughs> yep <laughs> now because it's free you will actually automate it yes you will end up doing something which is not really worth it i have a funny example i have a funny example of uh, you ha- you have all these now in india now we have all these uh, uh morning milk supply applications at least in bangalore you can have all these things and it says big basket and all these dailies ninja something something all these applications are there right Correct. they will let you select what milk you want what bread you want all those things and then they will give it to you on the morning right now what i figured out was all this automation does not work for for our household because one is it is difficult one is if the if there is a mistake because obviously this is run by the milkman the uh, who who really they can make mistakes right so they instead of giving this they gave that now we have to go back into the app and undo this thing and they will give you the credit and all those things right there is very difficult to keep track of right and then you have to see how much money you have to keep in the wallet and all those things right so instead of that my milkman offers a very simple solution so i will just give you a coupon booklet how many ever pack, packets you want you just put so many coupons i will give you that end of story no reference of any data required for me to manage i put two coupons i get two packets i put three coupons i get three packets i don't have to manage any application no automation required right so this one in my view was a simpler solution than than uh, going with that application so you leave the coupons in the bag he will come look at it leave that much amount of exactly uh, exactly because anyway he is the same guy right the same guy has to deliver from the application also got it right but uh, basically <laughs> yes 
this is a this is a low cost solution <laughs> yeah you don't actually have to drop money but but you are just uh, keeping some prepaid coupons or a postpaid coupon <laughs> yes yes yeah so in fact gautam there is a system of engagement there's no system of records <laughs> yes yes correct there's actually no, there's this no is need for record there's no need for system of record it's just a system of engagement and i, I think it's actually brilliant right yeah you have a system of engagement but there's no system of records Yep. probably if he wants the milkman can have a system of records to say who how many coupons who is sold to how much yeah it's actually optional because it's yeah. taken care of yeah. i won't give coupons until i get money exactly okay. <laughs> and <laughs> the customer will say if i want milk i will give coupons so you actually eliminate the need for a record the decision is taken at that point itself <laughs> yes yes yeah. so i think i think the the moral of the story here is It, the the need for automation or need for an application is has to be very very context sensitive so <laughs> deepa getting to your thing right okay so this is the main use case now if you capture raw data right at some point somebody can actually say deepak will have non saturated milk on saturday on <laughs> tuesday he drinks less milk those things can be done and then on uh, so how can i make deepak drink milk more on thursday or friday but that's again that one or two percent who needs that broad data dashboard kind of data that that's what it says amazon knows more about what you are what you eat and drink and in what areas what is being sold that they can predict all what whatever inventory they need <laughs> right so maybe gautam for if you want to achieve that kind of thing and you want to invest in that technology maybe you want to invest in learning those auto, auto, open source automation tools uh, or the if you want just quick solutions just go with the, any of the vendor of your choice <laughs> that is the outcome right so thank you for listening and uh, gautam uh, thank you for asking this question we had a very interesting discussion hope uh, listeners and viewers got something out of it uh, yeah even i learned a couple of uh, open source things which i want to play with it's a great great question like i think there was something called warp drive and and there was another tool which i wanted to find for a long time and i lost the name mm-hmm. now i actually got it it's called that contu right its names got changed so i couldn't get to the tool which is for visual testing uh, which can be used here also right. it's it's definitely worth a try gautam but i think it would be like for geeks mm-hmm. at this point if you want to open source tools is for geeks exactly not for general exactly. people who are trying out stuff or pre- geeks now the geek can be a fresher experienced person that's different but open yeah. source is for geeks not for the common man yeah for enterprises especially you yeah. could have Correct. geeks in the enterprise you could yeah, but, by mistake uh, more of a startup environment uh, yes i totally agree yeah startups are also not geeks don't be under that misconception <laughs> geeks are geeks geeks are ones who like technology enthused by it want to play around with it will take ownership and give so these exists in startup and in enterprise but not all enterprise startup people are geeks hmm. they would love hmm. to call themselves geeks just because they are in startup <laughs> okay right <clears throat>
so thank you and uh, great question stop the recording now and uh, we'll see you the next time